0: A number of years ago, Medicare suppliers and providers received the wonderful gift called Medicare revalidation. Since that time, we have been asked the same question over and over. Why do I have to do this? We'll explore this topic further in today's edition of the QMC Board and Caller. Welcome. Welcome to the QMC Board and Caller news and thought-provoking discussions for today's emergency medical service provider. The Board and Collar podcast series is brought to you by QuickMed Claims, a national leader in emergency medical transportation revenue cycle management and reimbursement consulting. Now, your host for today's podcast, QMC's Director of Client Services, Gary Harvan. Well, a simple question begs a not-so-simple answer. So here goes, folks. We're going to use this time to help educate all of you about this process. Oh, and by the way, if you've received a revalidation notice, do take action now. If you use our billing office, connect with us right away, don't wait. One of the reasons for the Medicare revalidation process is to ensure that all healthcare providers are registered in the master database called PCOS. Many years ago, each Medicare carrier, as they were called back when, maintained a separate database of providers and there was little ability for cross-checking and verification of information across those carrier lines. Today, carriers are Medicare Administrative Contractors, or MACs. Each MAC is partitioned into jurisdictions or geographic chunks of states where they act on behalf of CMS to administer the Medicare program. These MACs, however, all use PECOs to interconnect and share information across the Medicare system. Now, information about a provider or supplier who once billed Medicare in New York City can be instantly compared with the same provider info should that provider move operations to Los Angeles. This especially comes in handy if CMS is trying to identify individuals or group practices who may have committed fraud and abuse in one area and now trying to reapply under assumed name to bill fraudulently again, but only in a new geographic location. The revalidation process will once and for all require all providers to be entered and registered into the PICO system. The revalidation process ensures that all provider address locations be verified as legitimate practice locations. This is the reason why CMS and the MACs are so picky about the physical addresses that need to be complete with a ZIP plus 4 designator in order that a site inspector can visit each location to complete the revalidation verification process, this step ensures that there are no bogus storefront operations set up as a cover up where real services are not provided. Too many illegitimate healthcare providers can set up shop in some strange non active location with money flowing to a remote post office box. Prior to this process, a new ambulance company group provider could have potentially set up a storefront at a strip mall address and report claims billed fraudulently using ambulance vehicles that were sitting in some junkyard somewhere and for services that were never rendered. As entitlement programs such as Medicare edge nearer to feared insolvency, this is one method that Congress and CMS have come up with to verify the identity of a provider, groups, and their owners, as well as administrators prior to paying any further or initial claims. Is it time to revalidate? Our office monitors the CMS revalidation process, and we have staff on site to assist our clients with this process. Additionally, the MAC send out communication letters reminding you of your organization's revalidation date. The date is also anchored to exactly every five years. Once you have completed revalidation for your EMS agency, you will only be required to report changes, but a full revalidation is not necessary in between the five-year time frame. But be sure to not miss the deadline. This is important and a critical element of the revalidation process. Missing the deadline and failing to revalidate will result in suspension of your Medicare payments and eventually cause you to lose your Medicare billing privileges. This means that any transport you provide to a Medicare beneficiary between the date that your organization's PTAN is deactivated until the time your revalidation application is approved and you are re-credentialed, cannot be paid by the MAC. Your organization then loses reimbursement within that timeframe. Folks, as you can see, this is a critical element for reimbursement with your ambulance service. We hope these few tips for revalidation assisted you and provided you informative information. Please take a moment and study your revalidation process further And if you have any questions, please feel free to contact us. My name is Gary Harvett. I'm the Director of Client Services. I'm glad you joined us today. I wish you a great day. And hey, be safe out there.